Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour film and TV edition, but it's also the podcast right before the Super Bowl. How are you, Ma? Oh, wonderful. Just excited, excited, excited. Uh, We're just a few hours away, and I can't wait. I just hope it's a good game. Uh, That's all I'm going to say right now. What do you have to say, daughter? Well, Ma, I know you have your favorite. You already told everyone you wanted the Chiefs to win. Uh, But um, I'm kind of with you on that, but I don't want to, you know, spoil anything. Uh, But I'm really excited. I can't wait to see Usher perform. I know he's going to give a good show. They're saying that it's confirmed that Alicia Keys will be a special guest. Oh, wonderful. So that'll be nice. Wonderful. Um, Are you going to any, have you gone to any of the Super Bowl parties? Are you going to any? Well, I'm going to be having a party during the Super Bowl. Okay. So you're not going to go to Shaq's Fun House? No, I'm not okay. going to Shaq's fun house. Oh. I'm going to somebody else's fun house. Okay, all right. It won't be Shaq's, but it will be a fun house. And I know that Gronk was throwing a show. All right, with, Gronk. Uh, 50 Cent. All right, Jack 50. Harlow. So, all yeah. right, Jack Harlow. Okay. Going well, on. everybody, you know, have a wonderful time. Yeah. Just, 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 just no drinking, getting high. And driving. Well, everybody should be taking an Uber or Lyft. That's Come right. To or, all these. or their private drivers. Because, Either way. You Wonderful. Because you know the day after the Super Bowl is like national, I guess, hangover or get over the football or Super Bowl day. Okay. So, all right. I think we probably should do a little toast for the Super Bowl. Um, are you ready, Ma? Ready when you are. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let me get my shot together. Okay. Oh, these are fabulous shot glasses. Oh, they are. Okay, let's lift our hands. Oops, let's lift our glasses. <laughs> I haven't had my shot yet. <laughs> let's lift our glasses to health, wealth, happiness, long life, prosperity, and a wonderful Super Bowl game. Salud. Salud. Oh, wow. Okay, Ma, let's just get into a couple of updates before we get into the juicy part of the show. Well, it looks like the Supreme Court is very skeptical of efforts to, you know, kick Trump off the 2024 ballot, at least in Colorado. So we'll see what happens. Our guy, Biden, positive vibes for him, everybody. Please... Go, like Ma always says, please go out and vote, um, especially in your local elections, because that is where you see where most of the work is done. It starts there. Any Anything you want to add on to what I just said, Ma, because we, we saw what happened and I don't want to like go too far in it because I want to encourage people to vote. don't want to say anything negative about uh, Biden because... Here's our only hope of saving democracy. There you go. So Okay. So everybody who, you know, you're finding all these faults, you know, with this one and that one. But what you need to do is understand this is a two-party system. Okay. So any alternate candidate that you choose is not going to become the president. Okay. Not as our current system is, de- is constructed. Okay. It's a two-party system, so guys, please don't throw your vote away. I understand what you'd rather have, 
but you need to understand what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to tell people how to vote. I can't tell people how to vote. I just want you to understand we have a two-party system and either the Democratic or the Republican candidate is going to be the president. And that's all I'm going to say. So you can either vote for them or not. If you don't vote for one, that's the same as voting for the other one. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's all I'm going to say. And and please, vote. Vote like your quality of life depends on it because your quality of life does depend on it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. All right. I don't want to go too okay. heavy. This know, is Super Bowl weekend. I know. Daughter. I know you don't want to go too heavy. Speaking of Super Bowl weekend, uh... Kanye West just released an album. It has been released on every streaming service except for Spotify. Now, Ma, are you going to be listening to Kanye West's album? No, nothing. Ozzy Osbourne is pissed at him because he says that Kanye West sampled a song from Ozzy and he said, you mess, you F with the wrong Jew is what he said. So I think Kanye West may may have a Oh, lawsuit. I be honest, one is Jew. I didn't even know. I mean, not that it matters. It one I way had or no idea. Yeah. Um, or yeah. It, or that might be a joke. I don't know. I think he is Jewish. I think well, he is because he refers to Kanye West as being anti-Semitic. So I think that he is. And um, well, I call um, Kanye anti-Semitic. And guess what? I am not even you're, Jewish. You're not. But he said that he messed with the wrong. Jew. And so I got to me, it. that's what I got. Who it. knows? Well, yeah. And also, no, you know, I'm, I'm kind of that was kind of tongue in cheek. I, I think he probably is. Yeah. 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 And then uh, uh, Bill Maher came out, who I really am not a fan of, but he came out and said that he did an interview with Kanye West that lasted about two hours. And he says that he cannot release it. He says that, you know, he was just, he is a, uh, I don't want to say conniving, but friendly anti-semitic person and he felt very uncomfortable releasing the interview with kanye west so imagine what that is with bill maher because bill maher doesn't particularly seem to care what and who comes on his show people can say the n-word and he's fine like white people can say it and Mm -hmm. he's okay with that so i'm just imagining what kanye west said to bill maher that hasn't been released well let's just hope that bill maher has learned has grown has become more aware and more sensitive. Let's just say that. Let's hope that that's what happened. Now he's only in his sixties. Well, you learn, you learn and grow until you die. That's as right. long as your brain is still working. That's right. Yeah. And with Kanye, um, as I have said many times in the past, and I'm going to continue to say until I see it happens, I hope Kanye finds the help that he needs. And, and that's what I'm going to say about Me? Kanye. Me too. Okay. And then the final, I guess, update before we get into the, you know, meat, meaty part of the show uh, is your girl, Kim Kardashian. And I say that jokingly because I know everyone knows that you can't stand Kim Kardashian. So why do you keep mentioning her? Well, Ma, it's Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. And, and? She, and she apparently is dating Odell Beckham Jr. Good. Who is on the Baltimore Ravens. Oh boy! Uh, and she—they don't know. But the Ravens aren't in the Super Bowl. They're not in the Super Bowl. Jeez. They almost made it to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, almost doesn't count. But supposedly they're getting more serious. And Odell Beckham Jr. is trying to figure out what the next step is because he likes to have more of a private love life. And right, you know, Kim. Well, guess what? Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I don't care about either one of them. Okay. 
Well, yeah, and I and Odell now, Beckham. I don't seems know who like does. That. Maybe somebody else does, but I can't imagine if Odell Beckham Jr. and Kim K got married. I would not take them seriously. Does the age difference bother you? What difference? It's twelve years. Oh, please. Okay. No, please. I don't think the age. You know, I don't think the age please. difference is, is anything. I, 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 I don't even wanna. I just don't even wanna give them airtime. No, understandable. Okay. So, Ma, I guess we don't really need to talk about Kim K anymore. Okay, well, you know, love makes the world go round. Good luck, Odell Beckham Jr. and Kim K. That's all I need to say. Exactly. We love love here. Let's get into Monique, who has been breaking the internet with Mr. Shannon Sharp on his really, really uh, fun podcast, Club Shay Shay, which I actually really love his show. Oh, I love Shannon. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love the way he interviews people, so... Uh, one of the things that Monique addressed in the two-hour episode was she addressed Tiffany Haddish for the comments that Tiffany made about her and her husband during an interview in 2018 with GQ magazine. Now, Tiffany said, this, in my humble opinion, is where we keep throwing each other under the bus. And she said, well, I don't do business like Monique. Uh, do business I'm glad I don't have the husband of hers and so Monique of course was not happy with that and she decided to mention like oh if you had a husband like mine um, maybe you wouldn't have had two DWIs and maybe people wouldn't be accusing you of allegedly being involved in grooming a child my thoughts on that I'm gonna just tell you what my thoughts are in general they're two different kind of train wrecks as far as I'm concerned Monique is always on fight mode always on super aggression mode always interpreting everything in the most negative way always self-sabotaging and in some ways impugning the reputation and trying to sabotage others. Monique reminds me of an old skit that I heard when I was a child and I remembered throughout the years by Rudy Ray Moore called The Signifying Monkey. If anybody's interested, pull it up online and listen to all the lyrics and listen to it from beginning to the end. It is everything that Monique is. It is vulgar, it is argumentative, it is foolish, it is self-destructive, and it loses. It's given a bunch of chances, it's unforgiving, and that it is the signifying monkey, okay? That is the signifying monkey, and that's what comes to mind when I think of Monique. And that's, that's my summation. If you listen to it, you'll know where I'm coming from. Okay. okay? Well, I, I, we'll, we'll continue with a couple more things about Monique because you can be a little bit more in depth because I don't I think that people will just automatically get that. Okay. That's one reference for Monique. Okay. The other thing... I got a few more okay, from the okay, show. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and so just wanted to clarify, guys, when I said in my humble opinion, that was Monique saying in my humble opinion. She was giving an example of people throwing other black people under the bus when she referred to Tiffany Haddish's comments. Which is a laugh because all Monique does is throw black people under the bus. Right. 
So here's another thing. She accused Oprah Winfrey of overstepping her boundaries. Uh, she went in to say that Oprah uh, had asked her brother to be on the show and everyone knows that her brother, that Monique's brother, uh, molested her. Um, and Oprah called Monique and asked Monique, was she okay with having her brother on the show? And Monique gave Oprah the okay. She just said she didn't want to be around him anymore because she didn't know maybe he did, you know, um, maybe he's a different brother now. Maybe, you know, he got his life together. She didn't, you know, want to say anything bad about him per se. Uh, but she was not happy when Oprah's mom and other family members appeared oh, on the not show. Not Oprah's mom, but uh, Monique's Sorry, when mom, Monique's, her mom. Right, when Monique's right. mom and other family members appeared on the show. And so she said that was very uh, disrespectful. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that Monique is upset with the wrong person. You know, she's maybe being upset with Oprah will garner her more attention, but it also will garner her some problems because it will make it look as though she has difficulty with everybody she encounters. Right. And and so, you know, to me, Monique has so many problems that she can't even appreciate when the stars are shining on her. Right. She cannot even appreciate when good things are happening in her life. She is so wounded, you know, so, okay. And then she went on to call out Kevin Hart, who allegedly uh, dropped out of their deal. Now, she also wanted to say that Kevin Hart helped her and her family out when times were rough. He gave her, you know, some money to make sure everything was okay with her. And she says that, they returned, they gave the money back with interest, but she said she wanted to give him credit for that. But supposedly, Kevin Hart uh, had said that he wanted to do, that he would do a deal with her. He meant, um, she said something about Tyler Perry and Oprah had blackmailed her, blackballed her, not blackmailed, blackballed her. And he, and Kevin Hart said, well, uh, I don't really know Oprah like that, but I'll check in with Tyler Perry. And Tyler Perry said, what did Tyler Perry say, Ma? He didn't want to revisit that. Exactly. Uh, but Smart man. But Smart Kevin man, Hart, Tyler. Supposedly, Kevin Hart said that he would do something with her and two... Just the two of them could get two together. Plus years yeah. later, the two, two plus years went by and they didn't do anything. They haven't spoken with each other. Your comments and on that. Tyler, and not, not Tyler Perry. And Kevin Hart had his manager tell Monique right. it's a rap. Kevin doesn't want to do anything with her. Right. And then she contacted Kevin again, and Kevin mm -hmm. said, oh, it's a miscommunication. But two years later, it still hasn't materialized. Uh, once again, Monique, I don't know what she's hearing. I don't know if she's having the auditory hallucinations or what's going on. I don't know because, as I said, Monique is so severely damaged. And I realized that when she did her stand-up special for, what was it, Netflix? Mm -hmm. She did that comedy special, which was the most unfunny thing and the most pathetic thing that I think I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And the most separate, self-deprecating thing that I think I've ever heard. She was the most unfunny funny comedian I think I have run across. Exactly. And there's a couple more things then I want to get into D.L. Hughley. Okay. Uh, she said that she was she never complained about the $50,000 that she earned from doing Precious. Uh, there was an issue with her doing the press for the show. So 
she claims that she was only obligated to do press for, you know, I guess within the United States or Well, she said Lee press. Daniels, whatever was under Lee Daniels. Right. She and claims then, she met her commitment. Right. Um, but they asked her to do the, the cons of, you know, film, uh, film yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah, yes. And she refused to do it. Um, you know, obviously she wanted... Without being paid. Right. She, she wanted some type she of, wanted some, of compensation. Right, right. And I will just say this. Um, most contracts have in there about, you know, this is included, you're supposed to do press for the film. Normally, most companies don't give you extra money to do press for a film. They may give you certain perks for it. Um, That's kind of like a standard thing where people go to film festivals to promote. Monique was being unreasonable. Cut to the chase. Monique was being foolish and unreasonable and once again self-sabotaging. Another reference to the signifying monkey, y'all. Okay? Okay? Another reference to the signifying monkey. And she also says that uh, Al Sharpton acted shady towards her as well, um, you know, during the ongoing beef with Oprah and Tyler. All of this is what Monique is. Saying. It's the world this against Monique. Monique. Right. Now, D.L. Hughley was not happy with Monique, some of the things that she said. I was not happy with the story Monique told about her encounter with D.L. Hughley's staff. That was the most ridiculous thing for her to get upset about in the world. Well, let me just say uh, one thing. uh, D.L. Hughley went after Monique, and I kind of, well, not kind of, I agree with everything I heard that he said. She deserved, uh, you know, his tongue lashing. He said uh, Monique went after the molestation of her of D.L. Hughley's daughter. Um, D.L. Hughley said that Monique has lied many times and that nobody, um, you know, gets along with Monique. He went in. He so guys check it out a little bit more. But the whole uh, argument started when Monique came on the D.L. Hughley show when D.L. Hughley was not there and. The other host asked Monique, does she want to play a game called Would You Rather? And Monique said, okay, all right, yeah, I'll play the game. And apparently one of the questions was, who would you rather your husband sleep with? Lee Daniels with no condom or Corinne Steffens? And so Monique got really offended by that and shut everything down. Go ahead, Ma. I know you want to comment. And from that point on, Monique rage, waged a war, raged and waged a war against D.L. Hughley. Now, what is it? Would you rather? Would you rather? That is the most common, silly game. And you already know that you don't know where weird-ish. they're going to go. It's that the whole be- point of it is that they're going to go extreme. Right. It could be funny. It could be gross. It could be sexual. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. But how about this? If you don't want to participate in a game or you don't think the jokes are funny, remove yourself. Just say, nah, I don't want to go there. Or if you're really clever and you're a comedian and you're really clever, you can flip it and make it funny in a different way. Which Monique decided that she was going to wage a war against D.L. Hughley instead. So yeah, Ma, you know, the whole thing with Monique is, is that, like you said it so eloquently, I don't think that she's funny. Now, I don't know if she ever was funny, but the stand-up that I've seen her do, little bits and pieces have always turned me off. She's very vulgar without being funny. I can do vulgar and enjoy vulgar if it's funny. 
I don't get that from Monique. And Monique seems as though she's very bitter and know she's and that she's hurt and she's carrying that energy around her. Go ahead, Ma. I'm, is there anything you want to do? Well, you know, it, 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 I, well, I've said so much about her already. I just want to say at this point about Monique. I want Monique to, if she is not in therapy, I know we say, you know, we can all use therapy, but baby, some of us need it more than others. Mm-hmm. And I think Monique would, you know, do herself a great justice if she would find her a good therapist and commit to that. Mm-hmm. And commit to that on a regular basis. And let's see what's going on. Let's see why. She's doing everything she can to sink her own ship. As opposed to her fighting all these battles in public. If she is truly having these disagreements, why isn't she trying to resolve them with the individuals involved? Why is it always some kind of public fight? Not just an expose and I, I I can't testify as to the veracity of anything she's saying. We don't we don't know how truthful anything she's saying is. Right. But why is she always having these fights in public with people who are prominent and leaders in the field? Why is it that she's always doing it and yet she's wondering why nobody wants to work with her and she really doesn't understand why people think she's difficult to work with. Right. You know, so it's it's just a sad, sad story. Well, there's a lot, you know, like you said, not going on, on with Monique. There's a lot of mental health issues, things that haven't been addressed. And, you know, even though I'm not a fan of Monique's, I wish her, you know, all the luck and good health, you know, mental and physical. And, um, you know, more success, but maybe she needs to just con- do drama because she's not funny. And But you know what? Not only that, but now that... Now, when you see her, once again, like I said before, when you see Monique, it's like, what is she bitching and moaning about now? Right. You know, what kind of harangue does she have going on and against whom now? Right. You know, so um, good luck, Monique. Good luck. You know, uh, that's all I want to say. Good luck, sis. Good luck. Okay, uh, so let's get into some TV shows, Ma. And if you want, we can do a quick little toast to, you know, getting into some TV shows and movies. All right. Okay, let's lift our glasses and good luck. Nice to reminisce and it's nice to look, be introspective. And it's nice also to be forward looking. All right, salute. Uh, salute. We had to do two guys. It's Super Bowl weekend, so... All right, Ma, let's talk about our movie of the week. And that is Past Lives, which is nominated for Best Picture at this year's Oscars. Now, it stars Greta Lee, that everyone probably knows her from The Morning Show, and it was directed by Celine Song. So her character is named Nora, and the uh, male lead, Song, they have like a deep, connection from childhood so some sort of friendship it's a relationship but it always seemed as though it was flirting with platonic and romantic and 24 years passed from the beginning of the film towards the um i guess like the the main point of the film like the major shift and she moves from south korea to the u.s i think she goes to la and to new york Yes. And, um, you know, it follows her journey and also the relationship that she has with a former childhood friend. 
Uh, Ma, what are your thoughts on past lives? You know, it was very sweetly told in a very, you know, sort of wholesome way, uh, a way very reminiscent of childhood. But I thought it was one big goodbye. That's what I thought about it. Just as I said to you, you know, when we discussed it initially, I thought it was one long goodbye. I thought it was a relationship that was left unexplored. I thought it was a relationship that most of these writers do. They sort of come up with a reason, a very shallow and super reason as to why the relationship didn't work. And that's what I thought they did. There was no reason they couldn't have gotten together somewhere along the line. There was no reason that she should have just called it off. There was no reason uh, for them not to get together in some of the ensuing years. Mm -hmm. uh, period. I just didn't see anything to it except she wanted to pursue her career and he wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. And that was it. I don't see why it took that long. You know, for them to get together, for whoever traveled to whomever, whether he came to New York, to the United States, or whether she went to Korea, uh, I, uh, you know, I just didn't get it. It was one, it's just like all these other movies that you see, and you really just don't understand why the people never get together, but oh, it's the, the love they lost, the love of their life. The love left unexplored. And to me, it was just that story told again. Well, you know what, my as you're saying this, and I'm just like having one big epiphany as you're, you're talking, uh, I'm thinking that it was deeper than just one good, one long goodbye. I'm thinking that... I hope so. It was Nora's love-hate relationship with South Korea, with being Korean. Oh, and yes, I think, absolutely. And I think she was trying she to... She wanted escape. to sever... Yep. Yeah, she wanted to sever her being Korean. Right. And yes, everything absolutely. about everything about South Korea, what you, obviously a song reminded her of everything about her home, her hometown where she grew up. And, you know, when you would hear her speak, you know, she didn't speak uh, Korean as much anymore, obviously. She said that she, her and her mom didn't speak it as much. She married, you know, a white man. And uh, she completely just kind of adapted to the culture, which, you know, was totally fine. But at the same sense, it seemed as though maybe that's why her and Sung could never work. Because she loved him, but didn't love him enough to embrace her culture. It seemed like she did everything she could do to part ways with her culture. Well, once again, why I'm saying that I still say it was one big long goodbye is because a lot of things could have happened. The writers could have done a lot of things with that because don't forget, he was progressive in his way. He retained a lot of his cultural ways, but he also wanted to make more money. Why didn't he explore coming to the United States. That also could have been a way that the story could have continued. It True. didn't have to be her uh, going back to Korea and living a life. She didn't have a bad life in Korea, but it was just a different life. She right. wasn't impoverished or anything. She was not. You know, uh, it was just a different uh, culture. And it wasn't like she was trying to escape uh, coming to the United States for a political asylum. She was just coming for a different lifestyle. Yeah. And she came as a child mm -hmm. also. Don't forget. She, she didn't come of her own volition. Yeah. Right. She came as a child with her parents. Mm -hmm. So that makes a whole lot of difference as well. And I still say somewhere along the, all those years, they could have met.
Mm-hmm. And don't forget, he was well educated, and you know he could have gotten a job. He wasn't in in Korea uh, farming or doing something that was exclusive to Korea. Mm-hmm. He could have adapted, but he did not. He did not try to either. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, it was just uh, a love story, non-love story. Love I lost. Was it really love? Was it just a fair? I don't know. I, it was, I, you know. I'm with you on that. It was really difficult to tell, but I really think it was a love hate relationship that she I, had with it, South Korea. Yeah, well, she did. Well, that was part of it, and she said so that that was part of it when she was explaining to her husband. But then, what was it with her husband? Right. Then, what even was it? Was that? Because there Did was she this, love him? Well, who knows? There's a big question mark there because yeah. it was a thing of convenience and the thing of having lots in unless, common. And let's not go too, you know, right. much into yeah. it. So, yeah. What so, do you give it? What do you give it? Uh, well, I gave it a premium. Okay. I like, gave what it number? a premium. Uh, I gave it a seven. A seven? Premium. Yes. Okay. Uh, I gave it a seven premium. Yeah, I, I'm kind of, it's on the verge of being top shelf for me, but not quite. Because something seemed to be missing. I thought it was a good film. I'm going to go probably with a 7.5. Okay. Uh, but I didn't see it as best picture worthy. No. Um, and, Nor did I. And, Not by a long shot. And, you know, Greta Lee, she did a good acting job. But, you know, she the people were saying, oh, she was another person that was snubbed. I don't think she was snubbed. I don't think she was snubbed I thought Margot Robbie was snubbed compared to her. Right, right. Yeah, if I had to choose between the two, uh, uh, Margot Robbie was much more versatile in the role, you know, yeah, and much more uh, just iconic in the role. Right. You know, so, uh, yeah, I agree with you right there. So, okay. All right. All right. Um, So, let's get into a couple of of TV shows that we've been watching. Um, We can start off with True Detective and... I'm really just not enjoying True Detective. Um, I hate to say that because we know Jodie Foster is a brilliant actress. Uh, the story for me is just hard to watch. You don't see it getting any better. It hasn't gotten any better. It's just progressively getting worse. Uh, I, the one thing I do like is that they are you know, highlighting indigenous people. I do like that. And they're having actors that are actually indigenous play the roles. So that part, um, you know, I'm happy about, but uh, it just, it, it's a, it's, every time I have to watch it, I'm like, I don't really want to watch this for the show. Right. I understand completely. It has gotten so almost macabre, you know, it's gotten so bleak, so bleak, so dark, so desolate. Just everything that you don't care about, even when there's a, a sex scene or a love scene or this or that, is it's not enjoyable. It's not, it's not you, sexy. It's it, absolute. Forget course, sexy. Forget romantic. You know, no, it's nothing. There's no romance. There's like zero humor. I don't even, you know, I mean, I'm sure there must have been humor somewhere, but it escapes me at the moment. I don't even recall any humor. Right. Uh, just just nothing. It's just nothing that I look forward to. And so, to make a long story short, True Detective, uh, maybe it's going to get better. Uh, they do more. They go more in depth into the different personalities and also providing background stories. But the backstories are also sad. Yeah. You know, so, eh, uh, Jody, I want to see you in something a little bit brighter. That's that's all I want to say. 
Okay, um, and we can go on to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I don't really have a lot to say about uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, except I am enjoying it. Uh, I do think um, that Donald Glover, uh, you know, did a good job with the writing in particular. Um, it's good to see, you know, some of the actors that are popping up. You know, we had Alexander Skarsgård. We had, um, I forgot her name, Elsa Gonzalez. I'm sure I'm mixing up her first name, but we also had John Turturro. We're having a lot of really good, oh, Paul Dano uh, cameos and guest appearances. And um, it's different than what I thought. And they changed it up quite a bit. Um, and I recommend it. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it, Mom. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I want to say the same thing. I want to say that I, you know, continue to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, the, um, you know, the scripts, the plots are, you know, pretty cute and they have nice little twists to them and it will keep you interested. And it's also funny and quirky. And I like that part about it as well. So I, too, am enjoying Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And uh, like I said, it grows on me. Each each episode I see it grows on me. And they are this last episode with John Turturro was very good. It was good to see John Turturro. And um, so it's um, it's interesting. And like I said, Mrs. Smith, Jane Smith, she is a really good. She's really good. I'm I'm already familiar, you know, with um with Donald Glover. I'm familiar with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, his wife, Mrs. Smith, is new to me. Mm-hmm. And she is good. She is interesting. And um, and you like her character. And she is also funny. She is funny. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, enjoying Mr. and Mrs. Smith very much. Okay. Uh, so we will talk about the feud uh, on a later episode. Because I have not been following the feud the way that I should. Unless you want to say something about it, Ma. Well, with the feud, I just want to say to anyone who's interested, watch it. It's very good. Uh, it's it's funny. When I say it's good, it's funny. Some of it is, well, it actually is true. Mm-hmm. It actually is a true story based on events that really did take place. And if you like that sort of uh, kind of ratchetness uh, among the credulum creme, uh, you know, then watch it. It's funny. Truman Capote, you know, is very talented, was a very talented writer. And also, he would start a lot of trouble. He was a famous instigator and um, and very talented. And so just watch it sometime. Just just when you, you know, when you have time and you just feel like laughing and, and kind of, you know, relaxing for some light entertainment, mm-hmm. light television fare. Watch it. It's good. I have to really get into it, mine, to be honest with you, because I have been underwhelmed so far by it. But I will go back and rewatch some episodes. Well, now you have to like that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, because it's strictly, you know, for people who like fashion and like gossip and, and, like I said, ratchet behavior among the wealthy, the rich and famous and that kind of thing. You really have to like that because that's what it's all about. Okay. Okay. All right. Guys, we got to talk about Raising Canaan, the season three finale. Um, before we get to the biggest cliffhanger, and I don't know if it's a cliff, cliffhanger, I think it's more of a reveal at the end of the episode, uh, let's try to, you know, talk a little bit about what happened to the characters. We can start off with Famous Ma, because, you know, Famous, well, that part with Famous really annoyed me. First of all, I want to say, guys, this was an excellent episode, just prefacing that. Uh, famous, on the other hand, his mom went to the police 
and gave them a gun that she found, I guess, in his closet or his room or whatever. No, that it was her son's it was, gun. No, it was her son's. Right. Why would you do that? Right. Who does that? Very likely your son could be implicated in something right. by having that gun. And he, and he did a murder. Right. So he has you, a body. So rather than to talk to your son or even a lawyer, right. you take it to the police. Right. Good. And that was like those, that was just real foolish. And I can't imagine many mothers doing that. Mm. I can't imagine many mothers not discussing it with their son and just taking the gun and take it to the police. I'm sure plenty, I'm sure many mothers have found guns and have not taken them to the police. Right. That doesn't make sense, especially for a mother who is loving their kid and supporting their kid. You know, if you, you're trying to turn your kid in, maybe right. you go if give you, him a gun. If you want your son locked up and out of your house. Right. You know, but not a mother who's supposed to be the mother that Famous's mother is supposed to be. Right. You know, that, right. just, that just really, no, that was not sensible. Right. So we'll see what happens with Famous right, next season. Right. We don't know. You know, Famous you know, Famous is between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. He's in a real dilemma. He's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So let's see how it goes with Famous. But so far, Famous has been arrested. Yeah. Okay. Jukebox. So I don't know what's going to happen with Juke except is she going, you know, to, to the army? Everything that happened with her and and the group butter, you know that's over. Right, that's a that's curtains that's, for that group. Right, right. Mm-hmm. she did reveal to I think it's Aisha. Yes, that she has. Well, she didn't reveal that she had feelings to her. I, uh, Aisha, Aisha revealed right. to Juke that she had feelings for right, her. Right, right. And, and you know Juke always had feelings for her. We could always tell. I yeah. don't know if that but, was... But Juke kept her feelings kind of under wraps. Right. She, yeah. didn't, she didn't come out and say how she felt. Right. But Aisha was like, well, you know, Juke, I feel this way toward you. Right. I don't know if I feel this way toward other women. Right. You know, other females, but I feel this way toward you. And Juke was very happy. Right. And Juke was really happy. Yeah. So yeah. So that part is good, but I'm still worried about Juke. Like, where does she go? You know, from yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the next stage? Because I think Juke was a couple years older than Kanan's character. I think she was like eighteen. Yes. yes. So we'll we'll see how that works out. Okay. Um, and then the group member, she might be pregnant. We don't know, and we don't know if it's really Kanan's because she told Kanan. That she was late. We don't know if that was just her, you know, scheming, because she schemes, or if it's real, or if it's Canaan. Right. We don't know what's so, going on with that. Uh. Okay. And Lou. Let's go in with Lou. So we were happy to see. We were happy to see Lou was still alive and in rehab, yeah. working on his recovery. Right. We were very happy to see that. And Rock was there with him. Rock, well, Rock came to visit Lou and participated in a therapy session. Not just was there with him. Rock and Marvin took him there. They took him. Well, they yeah, they, they took him there. They took him they there. Paid she was for there and, and uh, they're yeah. paying for it. It's yeah. supposed to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. And Rock came to participate in at least one therapy session. At Lou's be- request, Lou right. wanted her there, and she came. Right. So you know that's good. Rock is not very enlightened about that kind of thing, but she did show up. And remember, this was thirty something years ago. And this ago. was uh, supposed to be in the what the eighties we were no, at now nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So people definitely weren't as enlightened as they therapy. are now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
So, you know, that part I really enjoyed seeing. So the rest of the characters, mom, we can, they kind of, you know, interlock with each other from obviously from Kanan, Rock, Marvin, uh, Snaps and Pop and, and Ronnie, everything that they did, Detective Howard kind of, you know, went hand in hand. Yes. So, yes. you know, one of the, the major things is that, that happened in, in this episode was Detective Howard, uh, they were closing in on him. And he really didn't have anywhere else to go, according to him. They asked for his badge. They asked they took for his, his badge gun. and gun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, he was feeling really desperate, but he still wanted to save Kanan and supposedly Rock. But then he wanted Marvin to take the fall for everybody. And we know Rock was not having that mm-hmm. because Marvin is. Rocks a spoon coon. Mm-hmm. That's her right arm. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, you know, so there's that uh, issue. And then Ronnie tried to take out Rock, Rock in like a drive by shooting. And then we saw Kanan, you know, realize that's my mother. Right. You don't do right. anything to my mother, my right. family. Right. You do that. Right. And so we saw the Kanan that we kind of always wanted to see. You know, somebody who was strong and somebody who wouldn't take any mess off anybody when it came to his mom. And that's the Kanan that we got in this episode. And I was happy to see that because I didn't know what Kanan was going to do. We didn't know how far he was going to take this uh, teenage rebellion thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the major things that we get mind in me, can, you can just tell me what you think about it. Kanan takes out Ronnie. Uh, Wonderful. Ronnie takes Ronnie, out. Ronnie had to be Detective taken out. Howard. Right. And at the end, somebody popped up. All right. It was unique. And unique popped up. And unique said, the next time you kill somebody, so-and-so, make (laughs) sure that person is dead. Oh, I was so happy to see unique back. That was the one good thing. Well, it was a few good things, but that was um, one of the things that made me um, most pleased with the whole episode. I was very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I thought this was like an excellent episode. I did too. I don't too. see where they could have done anything better except with Famous's mom. But you are going to have some people who behave foolishly. Right. And because Famous to me acts a little foolish too. Oh, so yeah. So maybe he got it from his mama. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but everybody else was on point this episode. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm so happy. Tony Danza was on oh, point. Yeah. Tony, Tony Danza, Danza was on point because mm-hmm. when Rock needed some cash, mm-hmm. you know, uh, she needed that uh, half a million cash, mm-hmm. you know, within a very short period of time. She just went right to Tony Danza and he said, okay, I'll have it delivered to you. And, you know, he said, "You're going. it's going to be a high price to pay. She said, I know that. And uh, and he said, okay, I'll have it to you in uh, in an hour. And uh, in an hour, she had her cash. Well, remember, was it Pop that said it, uh, that uh, he likes black women? Remember that? Talk about, well, what was it, the wife that said that? That said that Rock was just his type? Oh, yeah. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that, that I, I loved it. It was really, I did too. really excellent. I, I did, too. I thought can't, it was great. Can't wait to see where they go with it, you know, next season. But I'm really nervous because we know how some of these people end up yeah so but anyhow let's just say we're looking forward to a very very exciting next season okay um so let's get into a couple of reality shows and one of them is of course traitors 
Now, on Traders, this was a good episode, but it was kind of a little bit disappointing in that no one got eliminated. They had the little twist, and there was no round table. And, you know, people really enjoyed a round table because you get to see people fighting back and forth and pleading No their banishment case. and no murder. Right. Yeah. And so that part, to start the episode off, Ma, did you think that Peter was going to reject joining the Traders? No. I didn't. Me neither. I didn't think so, just simply because the way that they left the cliffhanger. Yeah. It seemed like he was intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. It seemed as if he was saying, oh, this is going to be the best move for me. Uh, it seemed as if he was thinking he didn't have much of a choice. Right. But as it turned out, he's like, no, I'm staying true to the cause. I'm faithful and that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's valuing his relationships yeah. more so than anything else, mm-hmm. you know. He's playing the game pretty well, except I thought, I don't know what you thought about this. When the, the next day at breakfast, I would have, you know, called out, I would have said, not necessarily called out, but said, somebody asked me, came into my room and wanted me to join the traders. I don't know who it was, but someone did. Like, I would have said something. So you think by him being quiet and only telling... Who did he tell him? John, John. was the first person. John, told, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Waiting on it to me wasn't good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because maybe that made him seem more suspicious. That to Sandra. Yeah. Because you saw how Sandra yeah. was. Sandra yeah. thought he was guilty. Yeah. Until at the end, yeah. she saw a different side. Well, see, and then she said maybe, you know, the way he was acting, he was so nervous, maybe he really is a faithful. Right. Yeah. Right. So, well, you know, it cuts both ways. You just really have to walk a fine line. Right, right. Because you got people coming at you that, you know, uh, you know, gunning for you, whether you're a traitor or not, because you can be banished or you can be murdered either way. And, you know, so that's just it. So he's playing the game that he thinks he needs to play. I'm looking at Phaedra now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, poverty I think, I don't know how people are looking at poverty, except they got to know poverty's not right. Right. You know, so I, I, I don't know. But then I'm looking at Phaedra. She's moving and moving and moving and grooving. Mm-hmm. And at some point, somebody's going to start to look a little bit more at Phaedra. They mentioned Phaedra. Uh, uh, Trishel, and I'm know. wondering if they're going to get rid of Trishel. Well, they're going to try to get rid of Trishel. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost positive before they try to get rid of Phaedra. Yeah. You know, but Phaedra has been mentioned apart from Dan. She's been mentioned a couple times, right. but in passing. Mm-hmm. Nobody really just focused in on her. And then people are a little bit afraid to focus in on her because they saw how she chopped up Dan. But also, uh, this it, they could be bringing attention to themselves. Mm-hmm. Because remember how, what's her name, Larsa was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get him, let's get him, let's get him. Sometimes you go so hard. Mm, yeah, you know people don't know. So and, and also, um, Janelle did the same thing when she was coming for Dan, and you know, but she, but she made a mistake because she named three people and only one of them was correct. Right, stand with your one person, and you know, I, I don't know. It's hard. You got to kind of be in yeah, the middle. Yeah, it's really hard. It's so, yeah. So I I don't know, but um, they're gonna start looking at her, and I thought Sheree Sheree is coasting. She really Sheree is coasting, but Sheree is a faithful anyway, so it doesn't, you know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Sheree is coasting, so all they could do, they won't gain anything by getting rid of Sheree, you know. How about CT 
not protecting, not giving Trishel the shield. How about that? That didn't look good, did it? Well, I don't know. So what, he's, what do you think so, of that? I didn't, you know. So ahead. CT has known her for over 20-something years. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> known her and what was their relationship. Well, they had a rocky relationship. Right. But supposedly they had become friends, you know, later well, to on. to who? To who? To each other. No, you're saying in whose opinion? They, Is that what CT said? Well, he referred to her as a friend. Oh, yeah, a, a lightweight friend. But did he say, you know, my best friend? Did he say my ace boom coon? Well. Did he say a friend who I think would be in a better position to help me? No. As this goes on? No. And did he say this is my only friend here? I was just surprised. Then was, it's not like, that. it wasn't like Phaedra and Sheree. Yeah, but you know, Phaedra and Sheree have fought and everything too. Yes, they have fought and everything. And then I know that was her only friend there. That's true. Right. Yeah. yeah. So look what she's, look at the choices. He felt he had better a better choice. Right? Okay, yeah. Right? So my, so who do you think is going to get banished? The people left MJ, Bergie. You Trish mean you banish when? Next show? I mean, they Kate. all eventually are going to be. Gonna get not, uh, murdered. Who's going to think going to get murdered for the next episode? Because yeah. it was a cliffhanger. I'm going to say, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say Trishel. I think it's Trishel too. It doesn't make sense to murder Kate. Because Kate, it, you know, is not really doing anything. So, uh, Bergie is a good option. Kind of. Okay. But I wouldn't murder MJ. It will be, be between Bergie and Trishel. Okay. 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 We'll see. Okay. All right. All right. Let's. Bergie start. to me is just so innocent. I always just consider him as a non-threatening. But, but, who's deciding on who's getting murdered? But you Bergie know what I mean? is way more intelligent and you know, a thoughtful you know than people really. Yeah, think. but Bergie's not cutthroat. He's not cutthroat. Some of them are more cutthroat. Okay. Right? No, that's he's, true. He's smart, but he's above board kind of with it. You know what I mean? Peter he's not so backstabbing. Peter will cut your throat. Okay. Yes, he will. Okay, we'll see. How about Kevin? You didn't even mention Kevin. Well, Kevin, you can't. He's safe. Well, he's got He's got, he's the, got the shield. shield yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Kevin okay. doesn't even know what show he's on. That's what you, that's what he, to me, that's what he's got people thinking. Well, that's why he always plays right. to me. So. Right, Yeah. And see, that Kevin, could be... Kevin could walk away with the bag. That's true. Okay, we'll see. All right, uh, let's talk about your other reality show, mine. I'm saying your reality show, Married at First Sight. When I watch it, I wish that I was murdered. Okay. So oh, Emily... no, you don't. <laughs> oh, no. Emily and Brennan... Now, everything that happened between them, you know, unfortunately, uh, was overshadowed by Emily getting into that accident on, I guess it was the ATV, Mm -hmm. and she had all this blood coming out of her head, and I just felt like, poor Emily. I'm like, all the stuff that you have to deal with, and then this happens to you, all the stuff you have to deal with with this man who does not like you and doesn't want to be with you and you just keep on, oh, I'm going to try. And they go in separate bedrooms. Separate rooms. And I don't even know why he bothered to announce it. I'm sure they sleep separately in the apartment. Right. And then, you know, and so what what was the big thing? I'm pretty sure she didn't think she was going to get there and all of a sudden it was going to be the sex machine going on. Yeah. You know, for this man who looks like he... 
ate something that made him sick to the stomach when he looks at you. Yeah. They should get hazardous pay or hazards pay. Yeah. They yeah. really should for dealing yeah. with these guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got that right. You know, um all of the guys except for Michael. You right. know, every every right. other guy on here is is not right. They're not treating their their partner so right. cold, so distant and just always rejecting the women. Yeah. Austin Rebecca, that's just a solved story. What about the sex thing, Ma? What was that all about? Uh, what sex thing? He jumps out the bed one night. Yeah. No, he tells her he's going to go sleep in the big bed. Mind you, they had a bed big enough for both of them already. Okay? And and I'm not talking about them horizontally <laughs> on top of each other. I'm talking about they had enough room for them to lie side by side. Right. Okay. But no, he needs a bigger bed uh, in a different room. So that and not inviting her, not saying, come on, let's go rollick around in this real big bed, you right. know, but just him like, mm, I'm out. You know, that was, I want to get away from you. I don't want to be bothered. I'm going over here. You know, I'm going down yonder to this bed over here. You know, I mean, it, you know. And the next morning, he apologized or something, and she said, fine. See, to me, no. And then they, no. then she thought it was going to be more, you know, sex time or, you know, romantic time. And they go for their massage, but it was a beating. <laughs> was, didn't they get beat? I, in I, a hot sauna I, I, or you something. Know, listen, whatever happened, it didn't lead to any good no. romantic time or sex time or anything no. for either of them, no. for them together. So, you know, Becca, what I'm going to say to you is stop telling this man how ready, willing, and able and horny you are right. or whatever or how attractive right. you are to him. Becca, mm. stop. Yeah. Okay? Just stop. You know, this man is making it abundantly clear that whatever is up, it ain't you and him right now having sex. Right. Or, or if ever. And I would stop making it so clear that I'm good to go. He's the one who's not. Right. I would stop that whole narrative. Okay? Because at this point, however I started out, however hopeful, you know, whatever sex I anticipated, at this juncture, I would simply be, I'm out. Right. You're not, you're not appealing to me at all. Whatever you orphan, you ain't the only one with the D, you know. No. So that's it. I agree. That's it. Okay. Uh, Who else do we and have? Then oh, the duds that uh, they are. Michael and Chloe, well, they're trying to do something, Ma, but Michael... I'm just going to be honest because people, well, for some reason, is what some, all like, being. the thing is, is that it's good to be respectful of people's, you know, beliefs and their feelings and everything like that. I want people to, to show me the same grace. So if I'm, it, it's not unreasonable for her to not be attracted to a, a man that dresses in women's clothes. Well, to me, she should just say to Michael. Well, she should. She should. But that's going to be a problem because he embraces his feminine side. But you, but you, well, see that. And what the does experts that mean? knew that. What does, what does that mean? Embrace your feminine side. 
This is what it means that he to likes to wear wait a minute, feminine clothes. Wait a minute. And wait a minute. Here's the thing. He only had a couple of skirts in there. I didn't see more than three. She said it was more than what she has. Well, let me tell you something. Well, then maybe she's embracing her masculine side. I don't know what that means. So this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. Stop it, Mom. No, no, stop it. Nothing. This is what I'm going to say. She needs to say to Michael, Michael. You all right and everything, like Marvin, like like Marvin, like Martin used to say. You all right, okay? You all right, but wait a minute. You can't be wearing my clothes, okay? You ain't gonna be wearing my clothes. You ain't gonna borrow my earrings, her pearl earrings that he wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going out with you on the days. And that her you, pearls. Yes. And I'm not going out with you on the days that you're going to wear those skirts. Okay, you can say that to him, but if he enjoys doing that, then that's fine. But don't you know it's going to not be good if she doesn't tell him? It's the same but thing. I, but I, okay, all I'm saying is is that maybe they aren't compatible. Maybe you, you aren't you compatible with a person that embraces their feminine side. And but that maybe she needs to, that you really But maybe she needs to give it a chance because she always had masculine type <laughs> men and it didn't work out. You don't, well, I don't know what she had. Well, that's what she said. Uh, well, but it maybe, wasn't whatever she had. It wasn't right. But you know she what? Came on this show. But you know what? I would have said to him, listen, honey, you a lovely person and you just the sweetest pie and everything. But here's the thing. You cannot be wearing them flower, flowery type pants that you have on, and leggings, flower leggings, okay? And uh, your hairdo, I'm pretty sure that you got a piece up there that you get done over at your hairstylist. Because I seen you with your hair down, shaved flat, and I don't think you can achieve all that that you got. No, up there. you don't know that. Because look at, cause no, no, Jay, no, look at Jay-Z's hair. Listen, hair was listen I'm just... You didn't know it could grow like that. Now I knew if he would leave it alone. Listen, I'm just saying, Peju, this is an example (laughs) of the way, this is an example of the way she should have open conversation with him. Now, you don't know what he would do or not do for her because how much he may like her. She may say, listen, you good to go. You are good to go. I love you a lot. You are wonderful. Oh, I like you a lot. You're a wonderful person. But you need to get rid of those pants. And I'm going to have to throw these skirts out or okay. switch them over to my side of the closet. Okay, my, here's, but here's my thing. If why that's would how she ex- feel, listen, if she can. How would the experts say? They're not in his closet. Are, they don't know he has those women clothes. But he said that he likes to embrace his feminine but side. But a lot of say, women like he men to embrace their feminine no. side. But that's what I'm saying to you. Because you can say, oh, I'm, you know, a sensitive person. I'm compassionate. That doesn't mean that you're feminine. But but that's what he said. He was caring and compassionate. He didn't say, I have a women's wardrobe. But when you see him, no, but you but they tell. they just saw his uh, outfits the other <laughs> no, day. No, they've seen him for you months. You mean the flowers and stuff he has on? Well, that's just a fashion statement. I don't know what is your problem. So, would you date a man? That yes. Just, no, you yes. would not. No, you yes. would not. Yes, I would if he was like curious or pansexual or something. Of course, they all are like that. They just don't have that good wardrobe. But they're all like that. Okay, I'm going to leave it alone. And finally, Ma, the loners in the show, Lauren, Orion, and Claire. Oh, they're, they're great. You know. They're just great. They're just there hanging out, you the, know. They just, what? Like, Claire seemed to if be I having s- a pretty decent time, but Lauren seemed, like, sad. 
And Orion just Lord, I just want to herself not Orion out. You just want to really mush him. You yeah. just want to mush him in the face. And I'm not a violent person. Uh, you know, but man. Lauren, I look at Lauren, and Lauren laid out all the reasons why she shouldn't be there. All the questions she asked herself before she came: mm-hmm. What would I benefit by coming here? This is a couple's thing. Me and him are divorced. Mm-hmm. Why am I here? She asked herself all them questions, and she still came. And she came, yeah. What the hell was the answer? What was the answer when she asked herself all the questions? What in her head told her, go, Maybe go? Maybe, Ma, you said this before, and I just dismissed it, and I forgive you. I mean, I forgive you. Please forgive me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you can forgive me, too. That's no, fine. No, no, no. Forgive me. <laughs> Maybe they're getting a much more he- a hefty stipend then, than, I, than we are then aware we, of. There you because go. why are you showing up? Right, right. To just continue to be humiliated. Right. To continue to, you know... Feel depressed. But wait a minute. And but why was he in the foot of her bed at night in the bedroom? What was that? I don't. I don't know. He wants to talk to her. Why? I don't know. Get out. Uh, like that movie. Get out. Right. As nothing that I would want to talk to him about at all. I would. And I'm not a person that blocks phone uh, people's phone numbers. I think I maybe block one or two in my entire life. I would block his. I would block everything about him. Everything, social media. I would everything. block everything about him. Don't you even know what? Come there there you me. go. I get a restraining order. Go. But wait a minute. But but when he, I woke up or turned over and he was sitting at the foot of my bed, I would have been. Wait a minute. You get the blank out, okay? You get the duck out of my room, okay? You get the mother duck out of my room, okay? And did I would have slammed my door and locked it, okay? That would have been it. We'll follow up with this in the morning. And if you say something to me, it'd be a restraining order. Yeah. You know. It's like, what oh is my going God. <laughs> After all that, and then you and then you so bold and daring to come in my room. I barely want to speak to you on the open public. And then you come in my private room? Oh no. <sighs> Okay, so my uh, since it's the Super Bowl, guys, the Super Bowl is happening in a couple of hours, guys. So you know, I hope everybody, I know everybody's probably uh, tipsy at this point and spending time with family and friends and having a good old time. Ma, let's get into a couple of top searches according to Google for, to deal with food and drinks. So here are the top search Super Bowl food recipes in the U.S. You want my opinion or you just want me to listen? I want your opinion. All right, go. All right. Number 10, cheesecake recipe. Excellent. Number 9, Alfredo sauce. Love it. Mm, I'm an Alfredo person. 8, pizza dough. You know that. That's on the top of my list. Go. Number 7, goulash. I'm not a goulash person. I don't know what's goulash. It's like a stew with all different stuff Just in it. Just throw everything in it and listen. Yeah, I don't like it sounds. It. Well, yeah, yeah, you know. Because that's how grandpa used to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it was Saturday special. Just take everything left over from the week and throw it in a big pot, you know. Okay. <laughs> I know, I don't want that. Number six, Sloppy Joe. Excellent. I don't like Sloppy Joe. Well, I like Sloppy Joe. Number five, I haven't had one in a thousand years, but I like Sloppy Joe. Number okay. five, sliders. I like sliders. Oh, sliders are excellent, of course. Number four, meatball recipe. That's excellent. Meatballs. I haven't had meatballs in a while, but I like meatballs. You say you didn't want any, Ma. Okay, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm still not saying I wanted any. I just haven't had any. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Number three, meatloaf. Meatloaf. Oh, you know, I love meatloaf. I used to, my daughter used to make smoking meatloaf. I don't know what happened. 
Go All right, I promise I'll make it. It'll be a surprise. You sure will be. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Number two, chili. Yeah, you know I. You know I love chili. I, I love like chili. chili. What's wrong? With I that? do. And this one I thought was strange. Shrimp scampi? Why would that be number one during the Super Bowl? I don't know. I like shrimp scampi too. I like scampi. I don't know why it's a Super Bowl thing. Yeah, I like I, it too. I, but... I didn't relate it to Super Bowl at all. But okay. okay. Now, all right. Okay, so this one, these are drinks, drink recipes. Now, okay. Some of these I've never heard of. Okay, well, let's just go through. N- number 10, John Daly. Okay. Is, is that the golf player? I guess. Whatever. Keep know. going. Number nine, Cosmopolitan. I'm yes. Cosmo, Cosmopolitan. Yes. Do you like Cosmopolitan's one? I haven't had one since I was, uh, uh, you know, a few years ago when I was in my 20s. Oh, okay. Do you mm-hmm. like them, though? Yes. Very sophisticated, just the way they sound. Go ahead. Eight, Painkiller. I don't know what type of drink that mm, is. That's any of my drinks. Go ahead. <laughs> Number seven, Grasshopper. Yes. Grasshopper. You had Grasshopper? Yes, I do believe I had Grasshopper at... Uh, Restaurant. Yeah. What is it? Um, it's green. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I've never had it. Hey, never. I think it looks. I think it's a cream de moth in it or something. Okay. Don't have me making up stuff. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> number six. If not, so what? Go ahead. Number six. <laughs> screwdriver. Oh yeah. They're okay. Screwdrivers are good. Yeah. Number five. Roy Rogers. I've had Roy Rogers too. I have not. If mine Rogers. was a uh, beef with cheese. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Number four, sex on the beach. But everybody's had that. That's good. <laughs> Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> Number three. Exit. Sidecar. I've had sidecars recently, and they were pretty good. I don't remember sidecar. I don't know. I just ordered it because. Is the, that the blue? Is it blue? It wasn't blue. It okay. was pretty good. I remember okay. having it. I don't know what was in it. Okay. But, it, like, the places were named sidecars, and they would have, like, oh, sidecar oh, special. Okay, it was good. good. Okay. Uh, number two, Shirley Temple drink. Uh, when I was a kid, I haven't had one as an adult. Go ahead. And number one is Manhattan. I've never had a Manhattan. Have you had a Manhattan? Yes. Do you like it? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I have had that. Yes. All right. I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. The sun, the stars, the moon. The fourth thing is the Super Bowl. The fifth thing is unique. Coming back to Raising Canaan. Okay. Okay, uh, awesome. Okay. Um, number one for me is... Kobe's statue was revealed. Um, there's going to be three of them. There's one for his number eight jersey. Is that in LA? Yep. Okay. There's um, the second one is the number twenty four, and the third was of him and his daughter Gianna. Oh. So I thought that was really sweet. Um, Mary J. Blige and Mariah Carey and Sade are going to be in the rock. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wonderful. Awesome for them. Wonderful. And the Super Bowl. I mean, that's all. All right. right. That's enough. That's wonderful. That is excellent news. Anything that you want to say before we go, Ma? Yes. I always want to tell everyone, please be safe. Please stay woke. And please make the effort to exercise your civic duty and your civic right to vote. Let your voice be heard. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Continue to follow us on Instagram, on X, on Facebook, and threads at the Bambushi Happy Hour. And also, All Things Pays You. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Things Pays You, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour, guys. We'll be seeing you soon. We're very thankful and grateful that you continue to listen to us. 
Be safe, and we'll talk to you later. Bye! Bye.